0: And we're live here at the station of Decapitation Without Your Head. I'm Nasty Neal.
1: I'm Treacherous Trista.
0: And we have the writer and director of Seasons, Benjamin Swicker here. Hello. And Phil Healy. How are you involved? I don't so know. I'm trying it? to
2: figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I, sorry. Yeah, I really sandbagged you. Uh, I'm one of the producers on it, and uh, Ben and I have worked on stuff for a while. And this is kind of a long time
0: coming, but yeah. Yeah. All right, so for people who don't know, what, what is Seasons going to be?
3: Um, well, Seasons is uh, an anthology horror movie. It's like kind of my love letter to uh, other older anthology movies like Creepshow and Tales from the Dark Side and those kind of movies that I've always loved. And I wanted to, you know, take a, take a stab at writing my own. And I tried to come up with like a good overall theme, and I thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool to do a horror short for each that represents each season? And so that's the genesis of it.
0: So I assume there's four episodes.
3: There's four, and then there's a wraparound that mm. kind of ties it all together.
0: Yeah, which I saw. That's going to be Lynn Lowry.
3: Lynn Lowry is the lead of the uh, wraparound. She's playing the uh, grandmother. And uh, she's a she's a famous horror author named Miriam Frost, and she is on her deathbed, and she is sort of estranged from her family, and she wants to see her granddaughter one last time. And while she's talking to her, she tells these kind of like unpublished stories uh, to her granddaughter, and that's that becomes the stories that we see.
0: Right. Anthologies have kind of made a comeback in the last uh, several years, but a lot of them I don't. Uh, a lot of them are kind of like there's like shorts that already exist and people put them together. Yep. Which is fine, but I, I like the ones that actually are connected some way. Yeah. And especially with the wraparound and everything, so uh yeah. that worked. And uh, yeah, so, worked. go on. Sorry.
3: I'm sorry. I was just going to say I just wanted to try to do something that tied tied them together in a way and try to make it not like it was just four random shorts like you said yeah because i
0: mean some of those work but there is something about them when you could tell like they're made by different people you know there's a different vibe from one to the other right which doesn't always work for a feature i think no it doesn't so uh what was it about the anthologies that, that you like
3: um well like I said i've always been a big fan of uh creep show it was just one which of those right here
0: by the way behind yeah, all these one of those you know, ones like, oh,
3: yeah. even as a kid that i you know, like gravitated towards just the cover box art as a kid. And I always wanted to see it. And then when I thought, I thought it was great. And, and um, you know, I was always always a fan of like Tales from the Crypt and Tales from the Dark Side and that show and movie. And and um, I don't know, I always just kind of liked the idea of like, you're kind of investing your time into multiple movies that are short, so they have to pack like a punch. And um, I wanted to give it a try. That was kind of my my whole idea for it, you know.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, Phil, as a producer, uh, how 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 long did you know about the idea for seasons?
3: Well, right
2: up until this podcast, like oh, by the way, oh, we're going good. on, and we're <laughs> exactly we're gonna this here's, a, have, here's uh, the gist. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, he uh, Ben brought it up because we were working on. Cause obviously cause of COVID we couldn't work on a couple of things like right away. And usually we try to work on something once a year. And we were actually, I, I worked, we were working on different stuff after we did a short called ASL, which played around the festival circuit for a while. And that was pretty good. And then we are like, well, we have to keep going either do a feature, or do another short. And then we had done a short for uh, like pretty much like a pitch uh, called Shook it was like an eighties horror trailer. A fake trailer, and Ben had been trying to sell that, and uh, we all had. But Ben and another mutual friend of ours were trying to sell that for a while, and then through that, he's like, "All right, now I'll just write this other uh, like piece that's a little because shook with like an '80s horror film, so that's a little more expensive when you have something tailored towards uh, like a specific time frame." But then he's like, "I'll just write this anthology, and it'll be this fun kind of you know throwback to." I even think about it as a fun throwback to like the, the old hammer, like, you know, Tales from the Crypt stuff. We're just like, because Ben undersells it in this regard. It also is pretty funny. It's like, a, it's a funny, like Ben's a funny guy. Uh, and he he happens to put, uh, infuse that into a lot of the horror. And because sometimes it's so grotesque, you get lost in it. But uh, that's some of my favorite stuff is just kind of like the, an eyeball shooting at someone's face and everyone's just like, uh, just, <laughs> just like, what do you do in that situation? Like I just, like a cop comes into like a bloody area and just slips on something like a banana peel. And it just kind of like, it's, you know, it, it's, it's very good shtick. Um, so he wrote this and he told us about it, I think in May or I forget when you brought it up then. No. But uh, yeah, then he's like, oh, we got to try to, we'll see what we can do. And then Ben went back to the mines uh, to try to see who, who would do something with it. Then we got, he got contacted by this uh, guy, Tim, from a new uh what was it kind of just kind of uh not production house but they're looking to make just a bunch of of flicks uh tim from this company called subsoil and he's like hey i hope raise money for you uh we just we're going to try to get all these actors in it and so him and some other people were like oh we got reggie banister we got lynn lowry and we're like what we're like all right we're just a bunch of weird fans who just know how to make movies but just wanted to you know have a good time and some stuff but it's like oh yeah in a, in a couple months we'll be hanging out with reggie banister with mass because he's like 70 something so like we we don't want to kill reggie banister let me, let no, me just no, say no, we he had a big fall
0: him. a couple years ago and he's uh he's all good again so you don't was Oh,
2: okay. i didn't even know that
0: actually yeah but, uh, back like in his cabin he's oh weird. Down the steps i think
2: that he would have a cabin that definitely is like a reggie seems like that his, uh what was it his style but i actually met him back in the day in like 2002 at like san diego comic-con and he was just the, the chillest guy i bought like a phantasm comic book off of him yeah that's pretty nice
0: useless trivia he's the first ever video interview i ever did which was i don't know shit really yeah oh that's right. awesome really yeah super nice guy and i'm that's a cool. huge phantasm fan so that's awesome.
3: yeah yeah i'm looking forward to working with him for sure yeah, yeah. I also have a feeling I'll be like, oh, uh, can
2: I just get a photo? He's like, yeah, whatever, kid. <laughs> <laughs> just like, and that is like the danger of, you know, growing up with these people and then uh, wanting to work with them. And then you're like, hey, you know, just trying to – telling yourself, like, please just don't be a fanboy. Just do right. your job. And, you know, <laughs> you can gush at, like, the the after party if we have one.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we should mention, I probably should mention this right to begin with, there's an Indiegogo campaign for people who oh, are interested yeah. in you. this. You could uh you could help make it a reality. Now, is it an all or nothing campaign? So um if you meet if you don't meet the goal, will there not be a movie or will there still be a movie?
3: Um we we have uh that the guy the subsoil guy Tim has um plans that even if um you know the goal is for fifty thousand, I think we're at sixteen now. Like and change, yeah. and change, and I believe that even if it doesn't meet the fifty thousand, there are some uh, eyes, you know, taking a look um, to to invest in it. I suppose I, I, I don't really uh, know the full uh, story behind that, but um, it's just really it's it's if we can hit the fifty, that will ensure that the movie will be the quality. Mm -hmm. that we're we're really aiming for i mean i I really don't want to make something that is looks cheap you know so we're really aiming for that 50 so it's pretty important but i i I don't you know i think the movie will still move forward regardless but yeah
2: yeah we'll be able to make something and that's the beautiful thing about it like and ben actually put it the other day like we'll still be able to make one or two of these shorts and because we you know reggie was still reggie and lynn will still be in uh, these things and uh, Lisa Wilcox too. Lisa Wilcox, in, yeah, it's in the uh, from uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Mm-hmm. will be in uh, the uh, Christmas Elf, which is a fun one. And yeah, we'll be able to make like if we don't make fifty thousand, if we make like say like yeah you know, where we are now, even if that stops, there are other investors who are helping out. But it is important for people to keep giving, and it's like two and a half weeks left. Uh, but yeah we will be like it isn't like a uh if we don't get what we need it's like ah we'll pack it in uh we'll, <laughs> we'll you know we'll fix up ben's porch with the money uh, <laughs> but no we're stuff will get made and that's kind of the cool thing with indiegogo you're able to keep right um you know what if you don't raise everything you're still able to keep what you raise which is kind of great about indiegogo
0: now true. do you have a question
1: so, Ben, you mentioned some of your favorite horror anthologies, but I, I'd love to know um, some of your uh, – both yours and Phil's uh, favorite horror features.
3: Um, yeah, so I have tons, but I'd say that probably my favorite couple of horror films of all time are uh, the original Dawn of the Dead is definitely in my top two, that's I'd the, say. one of my Favorite. I just love it. Every every minute of it is is pure joy to me. Um, I love Fright Night from '85 a lot. I love the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I love Gremlins. Um, you know, I, I really just love um, the kind of horror movies that mix, you know, gore and horror with camp and and fun. I just I really just love horror movies that are just fun. And um, I've always tried to try to make movies that that just have, like, that kind of fun, almost borderline campy without being evil dead comedy. You know, like, I I don't want to push it that far, but I like to just keep it toe the line of, uh, you know, campiness. And um, those movies really represent a lot of uh, my inspiration for a lot of the stuff that I do.
0: What about Phil? uh i actually
2: and ben and i we gush over fright night all the time and that is one of my favorite i'm a big vampire guy i even like shitty vampire movies like i well i guess not twilight i don't know i've actually never seen the twilight movies but i haven't either actually yeah i can i can
0: never say anything bad about them because i've
2: never seen them. well that's the thing too i do and and i've been that kind of brash young bastard where i've been like oh fuck that movie but it's like you know i I, as i age i find myself being like well i don't know i've never seen it right uh but I do, you know, vampire movies I really love. Uh, a great, like, precursor, like, Dust Till Dawn is a lot of fun. But I love, you might know the both Trista and Neil, you might know this one. I think Ben might too. Do. I don't know if we talked about it. But this movie, Vamp. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is kind of like a, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, it's a stripper, like, vampire movie, like, you know, Dust Till Dawn in a lot of ways. But it's like the whole town yep. is, like, a, run by vampires. So, but that always threw me for a loop because I didn't know if, like, Town Hall was, <laughs> like run by vampires or if it was like, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, vampire municipality or whatever. But uh now we got no, a that, vampire budget. My kids <laughs> stop drinking our accountants' blood. <laughs> um but no, I uh like Fright Night is a big one for me. I even love the sequel to Fright Night and Me too. Uh, that yeah, Ben and I always talk about that. That's like the forgotten, like it was like eighty nine, I think, or eighty seven, eighty nine, or eighty eight. <laughs> yeah, it's like a couple years after. But I also love Donald the Dead. Is, I love that one too. But I, uh, but I'll go the other way with Ben. I'm glad he brought it up because I love Evil Dead too, and I love Armand Darkness, and I love like because the campiness in there also is kind of like oh he's going mad, <laughs> and just like oh. everything around him. Like my favorite part is when he's laughing with everyone in, like the uh, in the cabin, and yes. then just like the you know the deer like arches his head and just starts. He's getting goofy. Yeah. And then like just like a live action having...
0: Looney Tunes.
2: Yeah, exactly. Thank you. That is actually always on my mind, like and even then I, I would say like Bugs Bunny is one of my favorite like horror like <laughs> psychos because he's just kind of like, you know, he's always murdering um <laughs> people. <laughs> uh but in a cartoonish way, which always right. is kind of hilarious. And I think violence is and not to get too crazy, but I'll, I'll stop at this point. Like, I think. <laughs> <is> uh, hilarious. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, I, I think. I think, for I think the show. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Phil Healy says, it's like, uh, uh, that's why I get canceled everywhere. No, but, um, I think, I think comedy is a very, can be a very violent act in a lot of, uh, in a lot of different ways. And, and I think sometimes violence can be seen in that, um, in that kind of derogatory sense where it's just like, where, you know, c- clearly to be violent is not the best of things, but if you're meeting an energy for entertainment purposes, like that energy is met with this sort of violence or just this escapism for your body, because I think inherently everyone is, or at least mankind or just animals are just kind of violent. And I think like part of our evolution, so you didn't think you were going to get to live. Part of our evolution was to squash that violence either through like art or, you know, or laughing at it. Yeah, laughing at it, yeah. Redirecting the energy. And I think Evil Dead does a great but it's also like Lovecraftian where oh Lovecraftian weirdness where like if something's off, that's where the true horror is. But also like John Carpenter, I'm a big fan of. Um I think In the Mouth of Madness is one of my favorite one of his. And I think his nineties horror stuff doesn't get as much of a, a fair shake. Yeah.
3: yeah. Great movie.
0: And the Fright Night I, I think um People always credit Scream for like the first self-referential horror movie, but I think it's really very uh, oh. frightening because they do the same thing with vampire films that Scream does with the slasher films. Yeah. A lot yeah. Of good point. Man.
2: Which I didn't get as much as a kid because I didn't mm-hmm. see the Hammer films before. And then as I grew like older, yeah. But even yeah. like, what, even April Fool's, that movie April Fool's does that a lot too. Like self-referential. but that's, and Scream is vicious like i watched it again it's brutal like it's very violent but yeah me being and, an old man
0: yeah there's an old dd D- i grew up playing dungeons and dragons so uh army of darkness uh, i went to see it at the theater many times because it was like the closest i would get to like a and D uh, horror film <laughs> with all these, uh, the skeletons by the way timothy millican here is in the chat and he says seasons is the perfect balance <laughs> of gore and camp and he also seller. says, if we don't raise the, uh, the 50K, we will just have to rely more heavily on investors. We prefer to keep it as indie as possible, so please donate or buy a perk if you can.
3: That's Thank right. You Tim. Thank you, Tim.
0: And by the way, what are the cool perks on the Indiegogo campaign?
3: Um, oh, man, there's so many. I mean, there's, there's little oh, ones, you know, just getting uh, T-shirts or uh, an IMDb credit. Uh, But then there's major ones where, you know, you can be in the film. Uh, You can be in in a scene with um, some of the celebrities in the film. Uh, I think we have one where uh, you could die in the film. Uh, um, And, and, you know, and then there's, um, you know, tickets to the premiere uh, and um, Zoom calls with some of the celebrities um, on the set. When, when they're shooting and stuff and, you know, autographed posters. And, you know, there's, there's all sorts of different stuff. I mean, there's so many, I think there's, I think Tim mentioned that there was like 79 different perks that he listed or something. So I don't even, I don't even know all of them, but. And there are yeah. deals every day. Like he's yeah, flat, he does, like he's, he yeah. Cuts the prices in half and, and does specials and combined stuff. So, I mean, if you just check out the, uh, the link uh, you'll be able to see all the different ones. And hopefully there's something that someone will enjoy because yeah. not only are you getting something cool out of it, but you're also helping to make a, a an awesome potentially awesome film be made.
0: Mm-hmm. And you said about the premiere. So the, the plan is to premiere at Halloween in Boston. In Yeah. Uh,
3: I believe that's, that's the idea. Um, you know, who knows what the world's going to be like uh, right. by next October. Um, but you know, that's the plan going forward from here.
2: Yeah, who knows where we take it, you know?
0: Yeah, right. So you mentioned ASL earlier, the short that that you made. Um, so this this can be your first feature film.
3: This will be my first feature. Yep.
0: How did uh, doing the shorts? You, I know you haven't started making the feature yet, but how do you think that will prepare you for making you know, a feature film?
3: I think um, this one will be better because to do because um, it's essentially five shorts. So it'll help me kind of transition into it a little better, Um, you know, because we'll be breaking it up with different actors and different things. I mean, it's definitely going to have its own challenges. It's not going to be easy, but um, I think that since we'll be able to break it up into different pieces and kind of feel accomplished after we do one, it's kind of like that one's done that we can move on to the next one. It won't feel as daunting as maybe doing like a, a full narrative with, One story. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a big challenge, especially with COVID and, and all this, you know, all the stuff that's going on right now and the uncertainty of everything. Um, It's going to be a huge challenge, but we're taking all the safety precautions and doing it by the book. And I think, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. We're no longer carrying
2: a spittoon with us yes um all right that's our that's our trademark on yeah. every uh set besides the beard, a
0: beard that's what i missed when you came on i was like <laughs> yeah, no beard and no spittoon, right? <laughs> no uh, spittoon. Who is this guy?
2: what what's happening yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this isn't the man
0: i knew he's cutting back yeah, right. exactly. yeah. yeah. then he picks up his spittoon. oh it's a water
3: bottle. yeah no i'm sorry well yeah,
0: yeah. okay and by the way when you mentioned five uh shorts you met the wraparound as well i don't want people thinking you added oh. a fifth season
3: yes i didn't add a fifth season it was the <laughs> the wraparound yeah <laughs> but it is you bring up a good point that is
2: like a great like a wraparound because sometimes a wraparound isn't used effectively as its own mm-hmm. short and i think this is what seasons is doing pretty well and pretty cleverly uh and yeah I, sometimes like you said Neo, sometimes and i've been guilty of trying to put together a compilation of things because it's it's cheaper and, and sometimes more effective and but and plus it gives a home to
0: some of the cool shorts out there uh, Cause sometimes it's hard. They kind of disappear. It's a little yeah. better nowadays. I think there's more platforms where they can go, but it used to be once they did the festivals, they were kind of gone. And so if you could put them together in a movie, you know, they can be seen more. Yeah. a hundred percent. Yeah. And you get a but lot yeah. of uh, different filmmakers together.
3: Right. Yeah, No, it's kind of a fun smorgasbord. Yeah, exactly. And not but keep yeah. going back to uh, creep show. I'm sorry. going. No. no, I was just going to say the wraparound is kind of its own uh, story too. It's, you know, it, it'll be like, you know, a prelude to each, um, each season, but you could kind of watch it alone as its own kind of story too. So.
0: Yeah. I was going to say like, uh, not to keep going back to creep show, but that's one of my favorites too. And it's, that's why it's here though. Since it's a, that's the first VHS tape. My mom bought for me. It was the oh, Creepshow. Nice. That's awesome. But that wraparound totally works by itself as well, but also, you know, sets up the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. An excuse for Tom Atkins. So. Yes, <laughs> I love Tom Atkins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even though I bring this up many times, the meme that goes around uh, that says Tom Atkins doesn't care or whatever what you say about uh, Halloween three. That's from yeah. my video interview with Tom Atkins. And oh nice. Oh shit. Yeah. Memes would give me credit without your head <laughs> to have. Well, yeah,
3: yep. If you could get royalties up
0: sure. to the cool. end. Uh Tristan, you have a question.
1: So you guys mentioned uh, two members of your ensemble and I think you said that they're uh, connected through to the film through Subsoil. Um, but I'm wondering about the rest of your impressive uh, roster of talents. So can you talk about the casting process?
3: Yeah. Um, the casting process. Well, when I was writing the, the uh, movie, I had a few actors in mind like I really wanted, you know, I I was writing um certain characters for certain actors or at least in my head. Uh and then um when I handed, you know, all the this kind of stuff over to Tim, he was like incredible with being able to contact all these um different celebs and actually get them in the film. Um, he's handled most of that. I, I I talked to Lynn Laurie um, from the beginning through somebody else and she really liked the script. So she was, I think she was really the only one that I um, got myself, but everybody else was Tim and um, Lisa. I had talked to cause I was interested in having her be in um, the other film that I was trying to get made shook the slasher movie. Um, so I had talked to her about that and she, so I, I was on, you know, her good side um, about that. So she was really great to, be a part of this and um you know i had reggie in mind and then you know then tim found other people that i didn't you know expect um we have uh, felissa rose in this and jeremy london which is just you know out of left field he's not usually a horror guy um and then he you know he started to get all these other little bit parts from you know some people that um i wasn't necessarily even thinking about so he's yeah, been Eric the real free
0: garbage days and the-
3: Yes. Oh, and Eric Eric was another guy uh, that I had written the role for. Um, And he was another guy that was going to – he agreed to be in Shook when I was trying to get that made. And so I was on his good side as well. So I gave his um, information over to Tim, and, you know, Tim got him. Tim locked him down, and I was really happy to have him as part of it. Um, You know, because, I mean, I love Silent Night Dead too, but I also wanted to give him a chance to – do you know, yeah. say something other than Garbage Day, <laughs> right? Yeah. right. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry that I brought up Garbage Day now. No, no, sorry,
3: that's his name to fame,
2: yeah. No, and I just hope that we don't force him into a rut where he just kind of, you know, gets in a ball and just says, Every day is Garbage Day. I'm like, Oh man, we broke him, right? I <laughs> just don't oh, know, but no, that was a funny story about that in college. I had not seen any of the Silent Night Deadly Nights, I knew of them. And then Ben brought over, like, check this out, brought over the VHS of Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Yep. And we we're just kind of like, whoa, what, what is this? Which is really
3: the only yeah. one you
2: need.
0: Because they rehashed yeah, the, first
3: the first one. Like, yeah, the first, like,
0: hour of the movie is the first movie. It's, yeah, uh, I mean,
3: you're basically just watching a com- combination of one and two yeah. in two. You never really even need to see one because then you just get all the great Eric Freeman stuff added on. Right.
0: And I always liked that about the '80s horror movies when they did the sequels and they would show the end of the fir- the previous movie, like yeah. all the f- the first four Friday Thirteenth oh, yeah. do that. Yep. But this one takes it to a whole other.
3: Yeah, forty percent new footage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I did recently watch the other the rest of the the franchise because I saw the first two many times as a, as a kid. But yeah, the yeah the rest of them are pretty hard to find. But I, I tracked they, them down. They, and,
3: they do have a DVD set. Oh, that. Uh, that has uh three four and five um which i got on ebay uh oh, years ago and then they have a they have a double feature set of one and two so i actually have the whole series but um yeah they're 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 rare definitely rare i mean i remember seeing the boxes as a kid like in the video yes. store being like oh my god how many of these do they make and then uh uh-huh not actually seeing them until years later, but they're all pretty fun in their own way. They
0: are. The fifth one is, uh, I don't want to say guilty pleasure of mine, but it's a very bizarre film. Oh, very. I I recommend it for, I recommend all of them. I'm a big fan of them. I like, I like Christmas horror movies in general. I have a soft spot for them. So it's cool. It seasons will not only be out seasons, but it also will have a Christmas and a Halloween. uh, Yeah. So you've got, you've got the seasons and your uh, holiday movie.
3: Yes. The, I, the I, horror movie bingo. Exactly. Christmas horror has always been a soft spot for me as well. And then Halloween, I had to throw something in there for, for Halloween for, for, to represent fall.
2: And that was cannibalized from another – wasn't it cannibalized from something else we were thinking of doing, like a feature? Or it was like kind of
3: yeah, the exact had, same
2: thing, but a similar I one. I
3: had an idea for um, – um, basically, I mean, I don't want to give anything away of the story, but basically – it's two kids trying to get to a halloween party and something is stopping them and i had that idea as a for a feature um a while ago and then the idea was actually you not used not like taken from me but someone made, another movie was made that had very very similar to very the similar,
2: idea yeah.
3: for for that movie so then i changed it to something else um but then i was like oh maybe i can just add this as one of the I'll just change it to the short and add it to the, to this movie. So that's where mm-hmm. that came.
0: Now you mentioned, obviously, depend, depending on the pandemic, um, you know, when it gets released and everything, but how has all this, uh, affected you guys? Cause I know Phil through, through the theaters, you know, all the different theaters yeah. up in Boston. So uh, what are, what are you doing to keep busy besides shaving and not using a spatula? <laughs> well,
2: that does keep me busy, but, uh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, I still work. I'm at work right now. I work with uh, public access, so for, unfortunately, uh, I've been it. able. Yeah, no, it's it's my uh, that's my usual bread and butter, and I also do other freelance stuff. But we've been able to work from home a lot, and I only come in the office like twice a week. But I mean, we were shut down for a while, and even then, like we weren't. I mean, and I, we just uh, my wife and I had a kid last. He just turned one, and Ben has oh. two kids, so yeah. So just kind of think we're all we're all sequestered, you know, with our families, which isn't the worst. But I mean, you tear each other apart. But it's uh, it, it's been it's been good. But it's yeah, it, it's tough to get everything like lined up. And there are still productions going on. Yeah. Um. And but that's even then, it, it's scary though. The whole thing is just weird and scary. Yeah. You know, you know what's gonna happen?
3: Yeah, it's unpredictable. Um, it's been hard. I mean, I you know I have a day job actually a night job uh, but I'm considered an essential worker so I've not stopped working this entire time Um, and then when it got really bad and they canceled school I had to stay home I had to actually quit that job and then find another job at night in the same field and then Mm -hmm. um, stay home in the day and help my kids you know with remote learning because my wife's a teacher and she has to go in and you know do remote from the school so like I've had to do that. So it's been a challenge. I mean, you know, any free time I get, I have been trying to write, we've been, you know, I did, I I wrote this uh, screenplay mostly through this uh, thing. And then, um, you know, me and Phil are working on a um, horror TV show as well. Oh, really? Might be on the line at some point in the, in the future. But um, I've just been trying to do a lot of writing and then, you know, and then I have to go into work at night. and That's a lot of my ideas come (laughs) while I'm standing there you know, at my job. And then, uh, like Phil said, you know, it's just hanging out with the family. I it's, it's in a way been a blessing cause I've been able to hang out with my kids a lot more and stuff, but it's also just extremely stressful because you can't do the things you want to do and you can't go anywhere. And, and, you know, we've been wanting to get this movie made and there's been just a lot of like uncertainty with just, the rules of it or trying to make sure that everybody's safe and doing it correctly and, you know, travel, uh, for some of the actors and, you know, whether or not when we actually do start rolling, if things are going to be shut down or how it's going to go. I mean, we're doing our best. We're going to follow every procedure and every rule and be as safe as, as possibly can, because I don't want anybody to get hurt or sick. Um, on this thing, but I also, you know, I don't want to push this movie off for five years either. So we're just doing what we can do.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: now uh, Phil, have you gotten, are you going through withdrawal? Not doing like karaoke with uh, Jim McDonough?
2: <laughs> we were talking about that and I said, I was, uh, coming on. He says hello. Uh, but if we do know we, he, he was one of the guys like Ben and other group of friends, like he's one of our like close knit friends. He's one of the guys I would talk to all the time where we would just air our grievances like it was like you know uh festivus or whatever and we were just kind of like you know just talking and talk on the phone and do that but yeah no of course i miss like i miss all the festival stuff and i love going to conventions too i dig that a lot like be it comic or or horror or, or whatever um because i think like i you know it, I, I like being at home and watching movies too but i also like you know, if I don't have the other thing to put up against it, it almost becomes it, – it, it distills or it uh, waters it down a bit. Because, I mean, I don't know, man. I like uh, – yeah, karaoke at Buff is fun. And seeing you there and seeing all the other uh, Buffalinians, I guess I could say, or Buffians, and uh, seeing other people at Fest, it, it's good. It's good to see your brothers and sisters. You know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you keep tabs and do what we can, and hopefully Buff will be back. And some in, uh, well, they were online. Yeah. Uh, actually in a big way, it was actually pretty successful and pretty great, mm-hmm. but it, we hope to, you know, we'll see what happens in the next year. Um, maybe not this March, but we'll see. But yeah. So what about you? What are, what are you and Trista? How are how are things?
0: Uh, know? I mean, that's really how, uh, we, why we started doing the video show and Trista oh, okay. got involved doing the show, uh, during the pandemic. Uh, it's more personal, I think. And, uh, I think it's more fun, but and, and people have time. But I don't want to speak for Trist. I don't because uh, she has some stuff going on.
1: Oh well, yeah, uh, same for me. Some projects w- I've been able to work on, and and some keep getting pushed. So it all depends on the logistics because I'm an actor as well. So um, oh cool. It depends if you have to travel or how many p- the location or how many people or you know you know the
2: yeah yeah all the guidelines yeah.
1: yeah
2: no, that's tough, especially like cause, especially if you want something to be uh, of quality and I'm not I, I think people are, are always trying to get to that, you know, and it's just like it's tougher now and probably in the next couple of months will be even worse. Uh, maybe well maybe they'll batten down the hatch and then you know in a couple of months things would be a little better. We'll see, but it's tough when like I think in mass it's like less than ten or ten or less getting together. So that's a little bit of a struggle right now. And thankfully, we're not, you know, we're not doing it right this very second. But it's tough, especially if you think about it, you have, like, maybe if you're shooting something, you have, like, five people behind the camera, then it it leaves you only with, you know, five or less people on screen or doing whatever. Or people need to be in separate areas. And then, okay, come on in from the next house. (laughs) We can get things going. But, yeah, it's tough. I feel bad. I mean, yeah. are you – so you do have some projects going, though, Trista?
1: Yeah, I mean, I have some that keep getting pushed, and then I have been able to shoot sporadically. Um, and also things that I'm planning to shoot that I'm hoping are still going to happen in a timely manner. But to be honest, um, you know, I, I feel that disappointment in my heart regularly, like you guys, but my roommate's a doctor. So I, at the same time, I'm I, that really puts things into perspective. Yeah. And, um I'm grateful for essential workers and people that are brave every day. I'm grateful that I'm not sick. I yeah. um, hear stories uh, quite regularly about people that are have a lot more to be upset about, right? So I have yeah. a lot to be grateful for, and, and I enjoy doing this show with Neil. He so graciously invited me to um, be a co-host, and that's been really fun for me. Yeah,
0: This is cool. great. Yeah. It's yeah. added a lot to the show. I'm glad you've joined. Right. Yeah. It'd be bad if I said it was a big mistake.
1: Yeah. By yeah. the way, you're fired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, I hate to bring it up if, now,
2: but yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> it would be great if you mutually both were like, yeah, it's been a mistake. And then like, <laughs> you're like, not working out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. A lever is pulled,
1: <laughs> and
2: where Ben and I are jettisoned. Exactly. Yeah. And by the way, but, this
1: right, is cartoon-y. I like that. You think <laughs> Right. That's oh, going right. all
2: back to Evil Dead too. I know. Yeah. That's I can't get out of it. It's stupid. I can't. <laughs> but why would you want to get out of it? I mean, that's a good question. That's what I say to people, but they don't seem to agree. <laughs> but...
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you're in good company here. Yeah. There you go. All
2: right.
0: <laughs> So uh, I'll put the link up for the Indiegogo campaign, but uh, where's like the easiest way to find, you know, what's going on with seasons online?
2: I think Instagram is a good, I think Instagram is a great way to do it. Tim has been doing a fantastic job updating um, on it. I mean, on all the social media platforms, Twitter,
3: Instagram, Facebook. There's a lot on Facebook. Um, You know, if you, if you follow, um, you can follow Subsoil uh, Films uh on facebook and they'll have um like if you if you like it or whatever um they'll have every you know he up he updates he puts posts multiple multiple times a day for um the campaign with different perks and stuff so that's that's a good way and then instagram and twitter and all those other ones
0: well i'm looking forward to seasons
3: yeah i hope we Deliver what you want.
2: (laughs) Please don't hold us to an impossible standard.
0: (laughs) If not, they'll be (laughs) held. Yeah, yeah. But no, there's a lot of cool people involved, and I like Phil, and I like you now.
3: Likewise, man. Oh, thank you. I like you as well,
0: (laughs) and I I like seasons, and I like holidays, and I really like anthology films. So I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) You like it all. Yes. All right. Well, it's been very cool. I want to thank both you guys for coming on. I appreciate oh, for having us, man. Very much. Yeah. And for Thanks people who just been. now tuned in and didn't, uh, I probably should have said this to begin with Jeremy couldn't be with us t- today. So yep. If you, no, were he thinking maybe look a little different.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: from yeah. the side you can see I'm a little <laughs> <with> Jeremy. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Oh, wait. What? Oh no, it's me. <laughs> it's me. He had, uh, he had to catch a plane to uh, um, a shoot at the last minute, so he had to bail out. Yeah. He, um, you know. He was, he was excited to be here, but he, you know, duty calls, so.
0: Very good. Well, I hope when it's close to the movie coming out, maybe we can do uh, another one.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. That would be great. Be great. Right. Appreciate it. Yeah,
0: appreciate you guys coming on. So we'll talk to you soon. And thanks, everyone, for watching.
3: All right. Catch gotcha. you. you.
0: Thank you. Bye. Bye. From ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies,
2: the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound and horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world Horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. Ripley, we should
1: have listened. Sitting here on a lie, farewell, you tiny. Now
2: we're gonna die. The tomb of Nick Cage.
1: They come at the night, Ripley. We'll they come at the night, Ripley. We'll they coming night! Mostly.
2: Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Tomb of Nick Cage.